morning is Deliverance Part 2. Uh, Deliverance Part 2, and I don't know if we'll ever end this, but um, we're just going to ride this train for quite a while here. And I believe people will come in, and others will bring people in for deliverance and healing like never before. Amen? Uh, the word preached on is what works and what, and what goes forth and happens. God hastens His word to perform it. So we just give the Lord all the praises for deliverance in every area of your life and every area of our lives. Amen? Amen. Financially, socially, spiritually, and health is wise. Amen. Amen. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Where two or three are gathered, you're here in our midst. We thank you, Lord, that you dwell amongst your church, your body, the head of the church, Jesus Christ. We give you all the praises and welcome you into this service today. Lord, amplify my voice this morning without a microphone. We thank you for doing it. We thank you, Lord, for supernatural stamina, supernatural strength to everybody represented here this morning, that you're quickening them today in their health and bodies and marriages and finances. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praises for new business growth, new business opportunities, new streams of income and increase. And we give you all the praises for those witty ideas and inventions that's coming to the body of Christ today in this service. Say, I'm a receiver and I'm a recipient of heaven and I take that today in Jesus' name. Amen. There it is. There it is. Come on in, heaven. You are welcome on earth. We call heaven down to earth. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth in this place just as it is in heaven where there are pleasures at your right hand, riches forevermore, and perfect, perfect peace and soundness in body, spirit, and mind. We give you all the glory for heaven on earth today in your house where you live in each member of the body of Christ gathered together. We thank you for doing mighty works, signs, and wonders today at the preaching of your word that you've already begun. And we'll leave this service better than when we came in. Filled with more faith, filled with more power, filled with more word, filled with more love. Thank you, Lord, for the infilling process that takes place here. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We'll take up our offering so we don't forget. It's good to be able to give. Amen. Yes. We stand with you for a, there's a promised 30, 60, 100-fold return on all your seed sown. So we just believe for the 100-fold. Amen. A 100-fold harvest. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Who believes for a 100-fold? Amen. Yes. The Lord wants you to have more to do His work with. Amen. And to move His kingdom and to uh, advance the kingdom of God on the earth. And that takes money because we live in an economic world, don't we, down here? Amen. Say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth, just as it is in heaven. Say, I give, and it is given back unto me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, does the Lord add back unto me. And he uses men and women to do it. So, Father, we thank you for that harvest, and we thank you for blessing men and women through us through our seeds, and through our belief of the harvest. In Jesus' precious name. And if you agree with that, say amen. Amen, amen. amen. Okay, deliverance part two. Open your Bibles or your iPads or your phones with me to Luke 7.36, if you will. Luke 7.36. Amen. Say, the Lord is growing His church. The Lord is growing His body. Say, I'm equipped for the end-time revival and the end-time harvest. That is now taking place. Amen. Say, I cast out devils. I lay hands on the sick. And they do recover. 
Say, I freely receive. I freely give. Amen, amen. So Luke 6, uh, sorry, 736, and we'll start right here. Luke 7, we, wrote, uh, we read a lot of Mark's gospel on deliverance last week. And this week I'd like to go to the physician's gospel. Luke talks a lot about healing, and especially healing after the casting out of devils, because Luke was a physician. Amen. So if you want to get more on the gospels on healing, read Luke's account of the gospel. Amen. So Luke 7.36 says, Then one of the Pharisees, the religious sect of his day, came and asked Jesus to eat with him. Jesus, will you come home and have dinner with me? And he went to the Pharisee's house. Jesus apparently said, yeah, sure, okay. He received dinner, dinner invitations, amen? <laughs> and he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil, a costly one, and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears. <laughs> oh, the presence of Jesus. Amen. Oh, the presence of Jesus will make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you weep. It'll make you jump. All in the presence of Jesus. He stood and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself. How many of you have ever spoken to yourselves? <laughs> what the heck does he think he's doing? What the heck does she think she's doing? <laughs> spoke to himself. <laughs> Saying, see, you're good at meditation. You're already good at mumbling to yourself. All meditation is is putting the word there in replace of your complainings. Amen? <laughs> so praise God forevermore. He began to speak to himself, saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Well, wasn't Jesus sent to the lost? Amen. The lost sheep of Israel? Wasn't he sent to the whole world for us? Amen. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, say he calls me by name too. I have something to say to you. See, he didn't speak this out loud. He spoke it to himself. But Jesus knew what was in his heart and the words that proceeded from his lips, whether he heard them or not in the audible. He said, Simon, I have something to say to you. He, so he said, teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor, and he gives a story here. He gives a parable. He gives an example here. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Say, the Lord has forgiven my debts today. In Jesus' name. Say, Father, I believe for supernatural debt cancellation this morning in Jesus' name. And I'd encourage you after the service to write down that amount and put it in your Bible next to Deuteronomy 28. Amen? And every time you open up the blessing in Deuteronomy 28, just remember that note that was paid off this morning supernaturally by Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior and debt cancellator. Amen. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, You have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. 
You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman, this sinner, has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven her, for she loved much. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, love covers a multitude of sins. Why was she forgiven? For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Say, I'm a big lover because I've been forgiven from some big things. Say, I was a big sinner. Now I'm a big lover in him. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven you. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the women, your faith has saved you. Your faith has saved you this morning. Your faith has saved you in your marriage. Your faith has saved you in your relationships. Your faith has saved you in your finances, in your body, in your healing, your health and restoration. Be it done unto you according to your faith. This woman, a sinner, was saved by faith. Your faith has saved you today. Go in peace. Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Be restored. Be made whole. Be complete. In Jesus' name. See, all she had was a a thing of alabaster oil, her hair and her tears. Jesus said, go in shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Material possessions were added to her that day. You know, when you come into the, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ, you don't only should receive healing in your body for the first time, but you should receive finances as well. Jesus already always told people shalom, which means prosperity in every area. Prosperity in full. And this is one area of the gospel that hasn't been preached enough, is prosperity and finances as well. You come to Christ, you receive salvation, you receive healing in your body, and you receive finances and prosperity. It's the threefold curse that has been broken through the blood of Christ. And now he's adding the threefold blessing to you. Body, finances, and spirit. Amen? Every area of man covered and made whole. That's the good news of the gospel. Amen? That's what Jesus came to give us. Let's go to Luke 8.1 now. Keep reading here. Now it came to pass after this that he, Jesus, went through every city and village preaching or proclaiming and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. Say, the kingdom of God always has gladness attached to it when it is spoken and proclaimed. See, I never speak bad news because God doesn't have any. Satan does, but God doesn't have bad news. He only has good news, amen? It's only the gospel which means good news. He sent us out to preach the good news, not the bad news. Not what other preachers have done during COVID and have preached the bad news and the world's news, but his good news, amen? I said this before, but we have a fresh daily print of this newspaper from heaven. Every morning we wake up, amen? Freshly delivered to our door, amen? Read heaven's news. Read the gospel, amen? And it'll set you free as well, amen? Don't be bogged down by the world's news. That's not your kingdom. We're just passing through this earth, amen? We're not from here. We're from heaven, praise God. The moment you got born again, you died. Jesus was the first man to kill you and then give you his spirit and raise you up. Amen. You're a new creature, a new spirit. The old you passed away. The new spirit was sent directly into your body from heaven. You're from heaven. You desire a better homeland and country, don't you? 
we know there's something better than this, don't we? Heaven. Earth proceeded out of heaven. This is just an example of what we have to look forward to. Amen? But this is not our homeland. Our homeland's in heaven, and we look forward to it, don't we? With a fervent expectancy in Christ. The Christian has great hope. Amen? And if you're watching this without Christ, you can make Christ your Savior and get adopted into the kingdom of His love as well. All you have to do is say, Father, I believe Jesus died for me and rose again from the dead. I ask that He comes into my heart and into my life. Amen. And that sign seals and delivers it. Amen. That's it. That's as easy as it is. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Amen. Praise God for John 3.16. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. He loved the world. He healed this sinner woman. He saved this sinner woman. Amen. He's out to save the lost. Amen. So should the church be. And bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. He went everywhere proclaiming this. The glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve, his disciples, were with him. After he got down from the mountain, the first thing he did was he assembled a team. The twelve disciples were with him. That's the first thing Jesus did was he collected his team. And the twelve were with him and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits. Healed of evil spirits and infirmities. This word infirmities is not the word Paul uses, which means weaknesses. This word infirmities literally means sicknesses here. Sicknesses. Many and certain women who were, had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. Sounds to me like the evil spirits were causing the sicknesses. Amen? That's what the devil does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. No devil perfect health. No devil divine health. No devil divine wealth. Amen? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God made your body perfect. Amen? No devil. No sickness. Mary called Magdalene. Mary called Magdalene. Out of whom had come seven demons. Jesus cast seven demons out of this woman. And she followed him everywhere she went. Or everywhere he went. He may have been, she may have been Jesus' first partner. Amen? Became a disciple. Became a partner with Jesus' ministry. Because seven demons were cast out of her. And Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's steward. Herod was a king. His steward was pretty well off, don't you think? The steward of the king, an ambassador for the king, dresses and, and represents the king just as the king would. So this is a well-off man, and her wife, his wife is following Jesus. Another one of Jesus' partners. Well-off, rich. And Susanna, another woman. Women have always been the backbone of the church. They pray and support the church, unlike any other usually. And Susanna and many others, partners, who provided for him. Who? The Son of God, the Son of Man, Jesus. They provided for him, Jesus, from their possessions and from their substance. These are Jesus' partners right here in ministry that are providing for his ministry to go forth. Partners, amen? Now let's read Jesus' partner message. Go to verse 4. This is the message Jesus gave to his partners. The parable of the sower. Jesus really wants you to get this message. 
This is his partner message to you and me. And when a great multitude had gathered and they had come to him from every city, see, you should attract the whole world to him. Amen? He spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And he sowed. Some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Verse 6. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Verse 7. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up, and it choked it. And others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop, a what? A hundredfold. A hundredfold is in your Bible. Amen? And yielded a crop, a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried. See, Jesus was a preacher as well. A preacher and a teacher. He cried. He yelled. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 9, then his disciples asked him, saying, what does this parable mean? His disciples. And he said to you, say to me, Jesus' disciple. It has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, the most wealthiest place in the entire creation. It has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest, those outside the kingdom, it is given in parables that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Say, I received the children's bread today because I'm his child. Only his disciples had eyes to see and ears to hear. Amen? So you got to get the unsaved born again for them to see and see what the word says clearly first. We got to do evangelism and get the blinders off their eyes that Satan has on them for them to see anything about the word. Amen? Otherwise, they can't even hear it, they can't even understand it. So you got to get them saved first and born again for them to understand anything about the kingdom. Amen. Verse 11. Now the parable is this. Jesus is explaining this parable to his partners and disciples and to us this morning. The seed is the word of God. Say, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. I believe he comes and takes it out of his ears and out of their ears and out of their lips. He stops them from speaking the word they just heard. If you don't speak it, you won't do it. And if you don't do it, you won't receive the results it says you can have. You have to be a doer of the word, not just a forgetful hearer. So you have to start by saying the word to do the word. This is the progression. I hear the word. I speak the word. I'm a doer of the word. I get what it says. This is building your house upon the rock, Jesus said. Hear the word. Speak the word. Do the word. You build your life on the rock. Verse 13, but the ones on the rock are those who when they hear receive the word with joy. That was a good message. That was good preaching today, Brother Eli. Pastor, that was a great message this Sunday. And these have no root who believe for a while and in time. These are the ones that let time defeat them and don't let the word restore them. Who believe for a while and in time of testing testing or trials, afflictions, tribulations, they fall away. How do they fall away? They fall away from speaking the word. They stop speaking the word. They're now exalting their testings and their trials and their afflictions and speaking these things instead of the word and they fall away. 
and the word does not produce in their life because they've stopped speaking the word. Verse 14, Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who when they have heard go out and are choked out of church. They leave the teaching that was just ministered them. They go out and are choked with cares. See, cares will always choke you. Which is why you have to be certain that you cast the whole and every single care on Him for He cares for you. So you don't live a choked life trying to gasp for the next breath of air. Cares will try to choke you physically, spiritually, financially, and soulfully as well. Just keep breathing and speaking the Word of God. They go out and they're choked with cares, with pursuing riches, with pursuing other things, they stop saying the word and pleasures of life. And they start speaking these things when they leave church. They start speaking their cares. They start speaking how they're going to make money. And they start speaking about all the pleasures of their life. And they stop speaking the word. And therefore, they bring forth no fruit to maturity. These are amateur carnal baby Christians who do not grow because they don't take the word with them they leave it in the pulpit. Amen. They go out and are choked with cares, riches, the pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. They stop watering themselves with the Word. The Word is miracle grow. You need to water it. You need to, you need to keep speaking it to water your harvest and the Word that's been planted in you. Amen. And then it will grow to maturity. Don't stop watering your ground and the seeds that have been planted in you through the word of the living God. Amen? Keep speaking them. That's how you water those seeds. That's how you uh, fertilize the soil again. That's how your crops and the word grows up in you until it becomes so large, you just have whatever you say. Amen? This is how you water it with the word of God. Don't leave the word behind you in the pulpit. Verse 15, 15 says, But the ones that fell on good ground, say, I'm good ground are those, we see four different types of people, Christians, those who hear the word, because unbelievers don't attend to the word. These are Christians who having heard the word with a noble and good heart, say I have a noble and good heart because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. They keep it. How do they keep it? By saying it to themselves continually. This is how you keep the word in your heart and locked in it. You keep it by saying the word continually and they bear fruit with patience, with perseverance, by continuing to say the word and not their trials, tests, and afflictions and circumstances. They put the word, they exalt the word out of their lips above anything they'll ever face. And the word overcomes all their tests. They keep the word first place in their lips and in their house. Amen? And therefore it's first place in their heart. And out of the heart proceed all the issues of life, Jesus said. So therefore, guard your heart. Guard it tightly. Guard the seeds that are in your heart with all diligence, with all perseverance and endurance. Amen, amen. amen. Praise amen. God forevermore. Hallelujah. Let's see here. Let's keep reading. <laughs> no one when he has lit a lamp covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed. Don't stop speaking the word. Keep it out in the open. Keep it on your lips continually for all to hear, but set it on a lampstand for those that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, 
nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore take heed how you hear. For whoever has to him, more will be given. Whoever hungers for the word, more of it will be given for you. Whatever you hunger for, that's what you're going to be fed with. For whoever has to him, more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks that he has, is the literal translation, even what he thinks that he has, will be taken from him. Say, faith is of the heart, not of the head. Verse 19, then his mother and brothers came to him and could not approach him because of the crowd. And it was told him, Jesus, by some who said, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. This is James. He wrote the book of James, his half-brother. He had other brothers as well. You know, Joseph and Mary had other kids after Jesus. Mary did. (laughs) So this is his family in the flesh, so to speak. Your mother and your brothers are standing outside. I'm pretty sure Joseph's dead by this point. Because we don't hear any anything about him. Where's Joseph? Right, right. Amen. It says, your mother and brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. But he answered and said to them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and what? And do it. This is Jesus' family. My question to you today, are you a doer of his word? If you're a doer of his word, Jesus calls you his familia. Jesus calls you brother, mother, father, sister. Amen? He calls you his family if you hear the word and are doers of it. I don't know about you, but I want to be in his family forever. Amen? I want to be a doer of the word. I don't want to be cast out of his castle. I don't want to be cast out of his family. Amen? I want to be a doer of the word and stay in his family. It's a great family to be a part of. Papa El Shaddai meets our every need. Amen? He's a good, good father. Amen? It's a good uh, household to be under. I don't know about you, but I've made the Lord the head of our house. I'm not my family's provider. El Shaddai Papa is our provider. Amen? Amen. I go to him for everything. Amen? If my kids have a need, sow a seed. Believe God. Amen? Amen. We've already started training them. Believe for everything. Amen? It's your father's good pleasure to give you his kingdom. And his kingdom's a lot bigger than mine. Amen? Go to Papa El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. Amen? And he may supply it through mommy and daddy, yeah. And through others, yeah, so they'll get blessed as well. But you look to him for everything. He's your source. Amen? You can believe in things that I can't provide for you. From your father. From daddy. Big Papa. Amen? The one who created and owns it all. Amen. So go to God for everything. We're in the family of faith. Say, I'm in the household of faith. faith. Amen. Let's keep reading. Now, it happened on a certain day. He got into a boat with the disciples, and he said, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. Hey, that's what the Lord's saying to some of you today in your business, your finances, your jobs. Hey, you're crossing over to the other side now. Amen. You're going to tread on ground you've never treaded on before. You're going to do something you've never done before. Just trust me, and I'll see you through. And they launched out. But as soon as, but as they sailed, he fell asleep. Jesus. And a windstorm came down on the lake, came down on the lake, came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. Say, I have Jesus in my ship. 
But he said to them, where is your faith? Is it in me or is it in the wind? Is it in me or is it in the wind what you've seen and experiencing right now? Or is it in me and what I've said? I said, we're going to the other side. Do you believe me or do you believe the circumstances contrary to what I just told you? Do you believe the word of God or do you believe the circumstances contrary to it? Do you really believe that by his stripes I was healed? Or do you believe the symptoms that are taking place that try to touch your body? Do you believe by his poverty I was made rich? Or do you believe what your bank balance says sometimes? Who do you believe? He says, where is your faith? In me or in what you see? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? <laughs> For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Say, they obey me too. I'm a child of God, and I speak on his behalf. Say, mountain bow down. Mountain of lack, get back. I live in abundance. There is no lack. I live in health. There is no sickness. And here's the part I wanted to get to, deliverance part two. Verse 26, then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite of Galilee, where Jesus came out of. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons, say demons, for a long time. He had these demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes. The devil tried to strip you of everything you have. He wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell before, down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit, say unclean spirit, say any spirit of the devil is unclean, to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon. See, there's people's lives who are driven by demonic powers, by demons that are in them. And was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Who's inside of you driving you this morning? Who's in your driver's seat? Is it the Holy Spirit? Or has the devil crept in and tried to trick you and drive you places you don't want to go? He was driven by the demon, say the demon, into the wilderness. Ephesians 6 says, We do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. The greatest revelation, one of them you can ever have, is that you're not wrestling with flesh and blood ever, 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 ever. Your wrestle is not with the person sitting next to you, or your brother and sister or child or mother or father or aunt or uncle. Your wrestle is with Satan and Satan alone. That'll bring you great authority and great comfort and peace. You can love on the flesh as much as you possibly can with the agape love in you and cast out the devil with a holy hatred that's also in you at the same time. You deal with the devil, amen? Chronic illness, I deal with the devil today on your behalf and cast him out in Jesus' name. Chronic conditions of lack, we deal with the devil today and cast you out in Jesus' name. 
He stepped on the land and he had demons for a long time. He bowed down before him, don't torment me, because the devil, the demon, had driven him into the wilderness. We see one person completely naked driven into the, de- in the wilderness by a demon. And we see Jesus driven into the wilderness by the Holy Ghost. Again, who's driving you this morning? Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? It's okay to ask questions. Led by the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I don't say anything my father didn't say first. So this came from heaven. This is a word of knowledge to Jesus. Ask him what his name is. The, the, the Lord may have you do that. Ask someone about their tribulation. Ask someone about their affair. Ask someone what they've been going through. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, the demon, apparently they're he's. They don't look like she's here. Masculine form. All angels are are referred to in the masculine sense. Anyways. (laughs) Say, I have authority over every devil because I'm a child of God. Say, I have authority over every devil because I'm a man on this earth. Man means male and female. He created them both in the same exact image and likeness of himself. You have all authority over his created beings, angelic beings. Amen? Male or female. Amen? Only man has this dominion. And God. Amen. Devils can't cast out devils. <laughs> Only man can cast out devils. Amen? By the authority that they've been given. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a man. Therefore, I cast out devils on the earth. Say, I have dual citizenship. What I bind on earth is bound in heaven. What I loose on earth is loosed by heaven. The devil said, Legion. Just drove past Legion Street in Laguna just yesterday, last night. I always drive past that street and think of this story and start casting out devils from Laguna Beach. Especially that Hindu church right on the corner of Legion Street. Just saw a wedding there two days ago. Remembered what Brother Terry said. That in the Hindu religion, their wedding day, the woman's wedding day, is the worst day in their life. Because they just became subject to their husband. He can beat them, he can do whatever they want with them. Remembered that on Legion Street just the other day. Passing by the Hare Krishna or whatever it's called. The Hindu temple. Worst day of a Hindu's life is their wedding day. Something's off there, don't you think? Amen. (laughs) Our phone overheated. Okay. We've lost Facebook connection. We'll be back soon. Amen. Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him. They, the demons, begged Jesus that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Huh? Into the abyss. Abyss means deep outer darkness. See, devils are looking for a human to possess. They're looking for an animal. They're looking for something to seek refuge in. If they're not in someone, they're in outer darkness in the kingdom of darkness, in the spirit realm, in the spirit world. But to them, their kingdom is darkness. There's no light in it. So they're looking for a Christian. They're looking for someone where there's a glimpse of light to inhabit. We got all authority over them. Amen? This is a get. Amen? I don't allow darkness in my life. I don't allow any darkness in my temple. Mine's a temple of light. Amen? 
don't command us to go out into the abyss, deep outer darkness. Now a herd of many swine, unclean animals, unclean spirits desired unclean animals, was feeding there on the mountains, so they begged him that he would not permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. When those who fed them saw that what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed. Remember Mary Magdalene had seven demons cast out of her? Woman, and we see a woman's example and a man's example of being of demons being cast out of these people. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also who had seen it told that by them, uh, they also who had seen it told them by what means he who had been demon-possessed had been, past tense, equals delivered, was healed. That word healed there literally means delivered. There's a difference between healing and delivering somebody. You first have to cast out the devil who's been causing the sickness and illness. Then the healing power of God, which is really already in the human body, can manifest and take place with the absence of death and darkness and the devil. Amen? This is how true healing takes place. Cast out the devil, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Because the devil's been dealt with. Dealt with. Amen? He's been cast out. Verse 37, then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gadarenes, these people, these different sect of people, asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. And he got into the boat and returned. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, return to your own house. Look, he had a house, but he lived in the tombs. Devils will make people do some crazy stuff. Lose all they have. Lose all their inheritance. Spend it all on cocaine and drugs. Squander their inheritance. The devil will make people do some crazy stuff. That's not them. That's the devil. Amen? Who comes to steal, kill, and destroy them. Return to your own house. He had a home, but he lived in the tombs. And tell what great things God has done for you today what God has done. He gave all the praises to God, His Father has done for you today. God casts out devils. It's the hand of God at Jesus' word that did it. It's the hand of God that will move at your word that does it. Amen? And He went His way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for Him. What great things the Bible calls casting out devils being clothed in their right mind again with the absence of devils. God's the performer. We are the speakers. Say, God's the performer. We are the speakers. And we'll wrap up Luke 9.1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all, say all, all demons, anything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy and to cure diseases. See, there's an and there, a conjunction. Authority over all demons and to cure diseases. A separation. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Say, that's what I'm here to do. 
I've been sent here on this earth to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Some of you are receiving witty ideas and inventions right now on how to do this. Open a new business to heal the sick through. Create a new home to cast out devils through. To preach the kingdom of God through. An outlet for the kingdom to flow. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for the journey. My sent ones, neither staffs nor brag nor bread nor any money. Don't take what you have. Leave it at your home with your families. And do not have two tunics apiece. Meaning, I'm going to provide for your every need. You're on assignment now. I've commissioned you. I've sent you. I'm the commander in chief. You're in my army. And I'll provide everything you need to do the journey with. Amen. Whatever house you enter, stay there. And from, there to, and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you, you personally, when you go out of that city, shake off the dust of your feet as a testimony against them. So they, his disciples, departed and went through the towns preaching the good news and healing everywhere. And healing everywhere. Say, I heal everywhere. Everywhere I go people get touched and healed. That's just who I am. That's just God in me. That's just Christ in me. The hope of the world's glory. <laughs> Amen. Let's skip with me to verse 37. Start wrapping up. Now it happened on the next day when they had come down from a mountain, a great multitude met him. And suddenly a man from the multitude cried out saying, Teacher, I implore you, look on my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him. This could be a man that's not in the family of God. But he knew that there was a demon present. And behold, a spirit seizes him. And he suddenly cries out. And it convulses him so that he foams at the mouth. And it departs from him with great difficulty bruising him. Here's a man we don't know in the kingdom or out of the kingdom who seems to be exercising his authority over his own child on his own accord and authority as a man. He said it departs from him. Meaning this father drove this devil from his son on occasions. But with great difficulty. And bruises him when he leaves. But for some reason, this devil keeps coming back. Teacher, help me. So I implored your disciples before I implored you to cast it out. But they could not. Then Jesus answered and said to this man, not to his disciples, but to this man, O oh, faithless and perverse generation. Say, I'm faithful and righteous. How long shall I be with you? and bear with you. Bring your son here. And as he was still coming, the demon threw him down and convulsed him. Then Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, say unclean spirit. The second account we see of an unclean spirit. Healed the child. What did he do? First Jesus was there preaching the good news. Then he rebuked an unclean spirit. 
Then he healed the child. Then, in another account, give him something to eat. Then he fed him and provided a meal for him. Every wit hole. Every wit hole. Completely delivered and completely restored. That's, what, that's just what Jesus does. And that's what we're supposed to do. When we see someone in need, amen? Deliver him, heal him, loose him, and let him go. Amen? That's his anointing in us. Christ in us, the anointed one, and his anointing in us, the hope of glory. But you have authority over demons as a man and a woman on the earth. God gave you that authority when he created you in the same exact image and likeness of himself. You don't have to be a preacher or super saint to cast out devils. You just have to be in the kingdom and on the earth. That's it. So that's it. Amen. Did everyone get something from this today? We'll wrap up here. Amen. Say, I'm a demon deliverer. I set men and women free through the king of kings who dwells in me. Let's all stand. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We bless you today. Thank you, Father. And thank you for those of us, uh, you listening on podcasts. Again, our Facebook was cut off, but our whole message is on podcast at Word at the Ranch if you'd like to re- uh, re-listen to it. Father, we bless you today for family and friends. We bless you, Lord, for a tight-knit family unit here that you're raising up warriors in the kingdom. We thank you, Father, for disciples that are sent out, for raising up an army in these end days to do the works of Jesus with. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us, anointing us, and sending us to the lost. Those that have devils, those who are sick and infirmed with chronic illnesses and plagues, the worst of the worst, who can become the best of the best. Thank you, Lord. Help us see through eyes of faith those who are called those in the world who were chosen, who were handpicked by the Father before the world began, and call them out of darkness into your glorious light. Lord, lead us, Holy Spirit. Teach us and move us to cast out devils, to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover, and to preach and speak the good news over men and women's lives who need it. Thank you, Father, for your equipping today. All I need is a handful, say of the Lord. You know, just 12 people in Jesus turned the world upside down. Just 12 in Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for making us disciples, disciplined ones in the word of God. Not just hearers, but doers of it. Men and women on a mission on assignment, and on the move for Christ in the kingdom. We give you every praise, all the glory, and all the credit for all you'll do and all you're doing in our midst. Highlight those people this week who need to come here. Highlight those people as we go out of here that we should bring in here to get delivered, to get cleansed, and to get fed. Bless you for doing it, Father. Bless you, Father, for leading us, Holy Spirit, into all wisdom and all truth, all knowledge and all revelation. 
thank you for using me today. Thank you for using us each day. We are willing instruments, vessels of clay made by the potter's hand, ready to be told what to do. Fill us. Fill our jars of clay with your spirit that we may do great and mighty exploits in your name. Say, I receive a fresh filling, filling. infilling of the Holy Ghost here who's present. Holy Spirit, come in. Fill every dark crevice that the enemy tried to exploit. Fill me now, Holy Ghost, to overflowing with the evidence of speaking in other times. Say where lack was, fullness come in now. Where depletion was, restoration come in now. Say I'm the fullness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you for supporting us, supporting you, supporting this. Amen. Amen. We're all in this together, and everyone has a hand in it. Amen. Let's go make disciples. Amen. Amen. Let's bring them in. Lord, show show us who to talk to this week. Amen. Amen. Bring them on in. Amen. It's Healing House. Communion? That'd be great. We got communion. Ron, Ellie, thank you. For, and Danielle, thank you for bringing communion. It's our communion day. Amen. Thank you, Arthur, for playing today. It's beautiful. Thank you for your, your tunes, your keys, man. Sets the stage. Thank you for all you do. Welcome. <laughs>